Welcome back everybody to The Landing. I'm Tristan, joined with me as always is Fisher. And today, before we dive into all our football picks, let's just take a moment to celebrate the fact that we have our first recurring guest. So let's welcome Max back to the show. What's up, dude? And so we hey, got some applause in the, in, the, in the microphone. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Max, it's been quite a pleasure having you back here on the podcast. How have you been since then? Uh, you know, I'm back in college, so I've been doing schoolwork. Uh, and that, it's been a drag. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. I mean, obviously, like, uh, you know, I know what college is like, and it can be a pain in the ass, and especially uh, with uh, the type of work you're doing, it's, uh, honestly, I don't know how you do it. I, I couldn't do it at all, so. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> but you know what makes up for it is some good old NFL football. Yes, Absolutely. that is what we're going to be talking about. Did you watch all four games, Max? I did watch all four games. That cool. I, I would say that was probably the best weekend of football I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I agree. That and was it's funny really good. I was one of four for my picks, and the one pick I got right was mo- the one I thought I was going to get wrong. I predicted the Niners to beat the Packers, but I got all the other ones wrong. I was rooting for Cincy, but I picked the Titans, and now I'm rooting for Cincy all the way now. And mm-hmm. then I predicted the Bucks to beat the Rams. They didn't. And then I predicted the Chiefs to beat the Bills. And that's the game. I want to save that one till the end because that game just. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, yeah. I can't. Put that I think I went one for four as well because I think I had the Rams. Win- I can't remember what my picks were, but I think I, think I had did have the, the Rams, Rams winnings. And I think that was the only game I got right. So I think you picked the Chiefs for the Bills game, too, because you said you were playing devil's advocate. Oh, did I? Oh, I honestly don't even remember. So maybe I was two for four. I'll have to go back mm-hmm. and listen. But yeah, four, all four was- of those games were amazing. Mm-hmm. I was I was two for four. I got the Niners over the Packers and the Bengals over the Titans. Ooh. I chose mm. the Bengals not because I didn't think they not because I thought they were gonna win. I thought it was gonna be a close game, but because mm-hmm. I know Ryan Tannehill is probably one of the most garbage QBs. In the NFL. <laughs> I could go on and on about that. The media always hypes him up because he'll have like one decent game against a mm-hmm. shitty team. And then it's like, oh, Ryan Tannehill, underrated AF. <laughs> like, no, he's a garbage QB, and we saw it in the playoffs. That last pick he threw was so bad, the one they got tipped in the, oh, like, right at the yeah. end of the game, too. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was all him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone thought still, still plate in his foot, Derrick Henry was going to have a massive game, but nope. he really didn't do much. No, that's unfortunate. And I mean, how could you uh, when you come that back oh, ready he, from an injury? Yeah, he... He did have that one play where he got stuffed on fourth down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, actually, so that the Bengals game was actually the only game I didn't watch because I was doing this virtual interview thing where, like, you don't – it's not like an interview, like, on Zoom or anything. It was like – a question pops up on screen and then you have two minutes to answer it in front of your microphone and camera. And like, once the two minutes is up, that's it. You don't get any redos. And, and what's stupid is that there's 10 questions and to move on to the next question, that video has to get uploaded. But with my shitty internet, it was taking forever. So I was doing this during the Bengals game. And so I completely missed out on basically the whole Bengals game. I saw like one play like during the second quarter and that was it for me for that game. (laughs) But, um, I did, um, yeah, obviously, you know, it did look like it was a close game. And I was really surprised to see that the Bengals won. I'm like, holy crap, I didn't actually think they were going to make it, but they did. And I was really impressed. Um, but now they have to go up against the Chiefs, which is going to be really difficult. So, yeah, without a doubt. Was it Deontay Foreman? Was he the one that was car- he was carrying most of the workload rushing-wise for the Titans? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't answer it because I didn't watch the game. So, yeah, I feel like they didn't utilize their other running backs enough because Informants had some flashy plays. They kept giving it to Henry, and he kept getting stuffed. I think. Oh yeah. Entire game plan revolves around having Derrick Henry back. Who, by the way, first game back after having surgery, right? Like, what do you expect is gonna happen? Then you got Ryan Tannehill. Who again? I think is probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in mm-hmm. the NFL. Who can't yeah. throw? Like, oh, we got we got Julio Jones. It's like, yeah, he Julio Jones got one touchdown on the year mm-hmm. <laughs> for a 53 year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, I remember when Tannehill got traded to the Titans, like because like. It, he never looked good for Miami, and you really couldn't blame him. Because I mean, he did have Jarvis Landry, and then he had Devontae Parker before he started breaking out in his contract year. And that's the thing too; like a lot of receivers, or not just receivers, but skill players in general, they don't tend to really like. Some of them don't break out and start balling out until it's their contract year because they want to get paid, and then they get paid, and then it's not uncommon for them to not do that well. Like Mike Williams this year, the Irish receiver for the chargers like he started he was blowing up at the beginning of the year like i had him as a receiver in fantasy and he was the second ranked receiver for the first like six or seven weeks and then after that like he'd have one game where he had like 30 points fantasy wise like 100 something yards couple scores and then he'd have one other game where he got like a reception for six yards <laughs> Jeez. Once they secured a bag, don't care as much. Yep, exactly. It's unfortunate that you know that kind of stuff happens, but of course, this is the NFL we're talking about, where you're. This is the most competitive people when it comes to football, Um, and that's what makes the like. I think the NFL so great, especially the last decade, is it's just been so competitive, and just this playoffs alone. I mean, like, like even like with the start of the playoffs, I'm kind of like, holy crap! Like all of these are like really good teams. Like I, it it would be. It's like it's gonna be a hard competition, especially with this last playoff games. last four games like uh you know uh it's gonna be crazy it, like it's gonna be completely insane um uh how the, the rest of this is gonna go and who's gonna make it to the super bowl i think it will be so interesting if we have a 49ers and kansas city a rematch a chiefs and 49ers a rematch that would be really interesting um but the other game that that was played uh during the Bengals and titans uh game the the one afterwards i think that was the bucks game right that was played the same day uh, uh, the bucks was played on sunday I think it was who, after, who was the after it was the uh Niners and Packers game oh, that was yeah. Saturday night yeah yeah so Packers and Niners, yeah, definitely didn't expect the Niners to pull it off, but it was basically a last second win. Um and honestly that game like the 49ers offense didn't do shit that whole game. I mean, they like they mean yeah, they kind of pulled together a little bit at the end, but like throughout most of the game, like I kind of felt like they were the Seahawks offense. They just could not get a first down to save their lives. And mm. there was even at one point in the game, I can't remember which quarter it was, but the the 49ers finally were starting to like uh do something on offense. They're getting first downs and they were about to score and a freaking Garoppolo throws an interception on the goal line and it was okay. such a terrible throw because he threw it low instead of above where the receiver can easily catch it without having the defender uh, being in the way. Um, and I just, I'm just like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Like, I literally thought to myself, I'm like, that right there is going to cost them the game. But obviously it didn't because they ended up beating the Packers. So mm-hmm. I, I just, oh my gosh. I, I, I was just like, yeah, Garoppolo is going to like screw up majorly somehow. But that was like really his biggest hiccup that game was that interception in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, good for the 49ers. I think it's awesome to see uh, two, uh, two divisional rival teams in the NFC Championship. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to watch that game uh, this upcoming weekend. 
Oh yeah, that'll be really interesting. And I mean, like with the Niners too, they were such a low seed. Like no, like a lot of people, including myself, doubted them and didn't think mm-hmm. they were going to do that well. But now, like if you look at it, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It's not that crazy that they're in the NFC Championship because if you look at this team compared to the 2019 team that went to the Super Bowl, the rosters aren't all that different. I mean, sure they don't have DeForest Buckner, who was a big part of their D line, but I mean they still got they got Debo Samuel, they got Trent Williams now, who they didn't have back then. Arguably, he's one of the best. He's been one of the best left tackles in the league since he since he got in the NFL. Yeah, and then they got uh, yeah George Kittle, who's one of the mm-hmm. be- best tight, arguably the best tight in there. I mean, I personally think Travis Kelsey's a little better, but when it comes to blocking and just I don't I just I'm a big George Kittle fan, and mm-hmm. like having him having multiple running backs who are above average, and then I mean Jimmy Garoppolo yeah I mean he's the one weak point I'd say of the team but I mean he has as long as he's a game manager he's fine but once that he needs to pass it more, it seems like he just starts seeing ghosts, and he's yeah and that's the one thing about him this year but I mean when it, but their defense too I mean Nick mm-hmm. Bosa had double digit sacks. No one. I didn't feel like not a lot of people were talking about Nick Bosa this year, but he was really under the radar. He mm-hmm. had a stellar season. They got Fred Warner, who's one of the best linebackers, and yeah, they just got so much talent all around. And it doesn't surprise me all that much that they're in the NFC Championship. And I don't know. I, I'm not rooting for either team in the NFC Championship. Honestly, I can't stand the Niners or the Rams. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, who is the name of that like 320 pound lineman looking guy? And they use him as a fullback on the 49ers offense. Uh, they oh gosh who oh my gosh they i don't know if they, they didn't use him that much but he was like this big dude and i remember there was like this one play in particular where he went out to block and he was just destroying the defense uh, with his blocking i was like it was incredible i God, i need to look up his name but uh, i don't remember he was it's was like in the 70s it was like, like 73 or i can't remember was it uh kyle use check I just realized I was muted this whole time. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Matt hasn't talked in a while. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I was wondering if you went back bad. to your that's Xbox Live party chat or something, and you're just you just like uh, you ditched I was it. This whole time. Wait, wait. I gotta go though. But first, going back to the Packers game, the Niners didn't win the game. It was the Packers special teams. Lost <laughs> yeah. <the> yeah. <laughs> like that that <laughs> that blocked that punt. Was, <laughs> the blocked punt. No one that went was, for the ball. Oh, yeah. Oh God! Last play of the game on the field goal. They got ten people out there to try to block mm-hmm. a field goal. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. Christ. I mean, to be fair, I even remember. if they had that extra person, do you think they would have been able to block it? I, I mean, I don't know. Oh hell no! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's exactly. like it's still just a bad look. It's like the special teams struggled all year, and then on the last play, on the play that you block this and you stay in and go to overtime, or you don't block this and you go home. You send 10 guys out there? <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Uh, Somebody's losing their job. I don't know oh, if yeah. it's the punter, the special teams coordinator. I don't know who it is. But I'm telling you, some people are losing their jobs over this. All right. Mm-hmm. And finally, before I go, I just want to say what my picks are for this next upcoming week. I got the Niners and the Chiefs, I think we're going to have Ooh, a yeah. match in the making. Let's but go. I will say I am rooting for the Bengals. I want to see the yep. Bengals make it. Go. But I, my I, picks are the Chiefs yeah. and the Niners. Man, the, and Chiefs, I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have been in four straight AFC Championship games. That's insane. That is oh my insane. God. And well, if the Bengals do beat the Chiefs, I mean, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, the Chiefs, I think, I mean, that's a hard team to beat. And if they can pull that yeah. off, holy crap, I think they I can mean, definitely they, beat the Rams or the 49ers for sure. 
I'm rooting for the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier this season, mm-hmm. but again, postseason is a totally different story. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I'm rooting for the Bengals. But I got the Chiefs and the Niners going to the Super Bowl. Cool. Yeah. Andy Reid took the Eagles to consecutive NFC championships, and now he's taken, and then he's taken the Chiefs to consecutive AFC championships. Well, yeah, he's, he's got to get that player. burger money. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love all of them. All right, I'll let you go. All right, thank, thank you so you much for having me on. Yeah, Anytime. of course. Uh, yeah, if you ever want to come back on, like, just hit us up, and we'll schedule another day to like record an episode. So, thank you so much for being on here for a little bit, Max. Of course, thank you guys. All right, you have guys. a good one. All right, so yeah, what we got to do is we got to start timing how long he joins in the podcast, and we got to figure out like let's see if he can break the record for each one. <laughs> yeah that was uh like yeah we just passed we just surpassed 13 minutes in this recording but if i'm going to cut down the beginning uh it'll probably be like like maybe 12 minutes and 30 seconds so that's yeah. how long is in there for but cool that's awesome uh good thing we had max in there we're trying to get other guests here on the show uh we were trying to get another friend of ours who hasn't made an appearance yet uh but he kind of had to cancel last second so hopefully next episode we can get a hold of him and of course we're going to be talking more about football because he loves football as well um mm-hmm. and then i tried to get someone else but that didn't really work out i might reach out to him again um we'll see but we'll yeah i mean we'll figure guests. it out oh yeah and we'll probably get some re- extra re- reoccurring guests, too, in the future. And then the other football game we haven't actually discussed yet was the Bucks game. So yeah. the Bucks, uh, yeah. Spoiler on, a little bit the Rams won. Yeah, in case, you guys, yeah in case you guys didn't know that. Um, but the Rams were choking extremely hard with their turnovers. I mean, the Bucks had so many opportunities to come back and just slaughter them with those turnovers. I mean, it looked really bad on the Rams. And mm-hmm. it really did look like Tom Brady was going to, like, come back and, like, really <laughs> use his magic to, like, win that playoff game. Game, but the Rams somehow squeaked by with that Cooper last Cup second. Had that long catch. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that was insane. Oh man, that was a really entertaining game to watch. I mean, my my dad was so happy when the, when the Bucks lost because he just didn't want to see Tom Brady move on or something. Really? Um, but but also it's the Rams, you know, they're in the same division as Seahawks. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean that game was so entertaining to watch. I mean, all the games were entertaining. Don't make me wrong, but like it's a shame I missed out on the Bengals game and I missed out on the second half of the Chiefs game. I really wish I would have stayed. Dude, but, that was the most entertaining game. Of, I oh, know. That was the most entertaining. Well, because, yeah, because I went out to dinner with one of my friends, and the restaurant we were at, uh, we had a really good uh, table where the game was playing. And so when we got to the restaurant and sat down, there was eight seconds left in the game, and that's when Kansas City was able to oh, make a field goal, to tie the game. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, I, I knew at halftime because I left – I, th- I left because I watched the entire oh, hold up I watched the Chiefs game all the way up to halftime and so that's when I left and then that's and then the le- next time I saw the game was when there was eight seconds left saw that they're tied up and I was not surprised that the game got tied like I knew for a fact that this was going to be such a hard close game and sure enough obviously it goes into overtime and then like the next time I look up on the screen it shows that Kansas City won I'm like wait it's already over <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. I was uh, I feel I do feel bad for the Bills because you know Josh Allen had Hard-breaking. such a great game game of his life dude oh man i i can't wait to let's see what the bills are going to be like next year they have you know they're going to be out for blood and like totally oh, yeah. just do everything they can to make it to the super bowl um, and I mean, the way i look at it because you know, josh allen or like before the season started he signed his long-term deal so i mean they have him for 
he's going to be on the Bills for a long time, and I feel like he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And he's just that team is just so good. I mean, the, and they didn't have Tre'Davious White, who's their best corner. He tore his ACL earlier in the year, and and then also Tyron Matthew, the safety for the uh, Chiefs, ended up getting hurt like towards the beginning of the game, and he was out. But man, I was out with a, at a bar with a couple buddies watching that game, and. I was on the edge of my seat the last two minutes. 25 total points were scored. It was going back and forth. Gabriel Davis had the game of his life. He scored four touchdowns, which is a postseason record for a receiver. And yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, man, it's I didn't like him whenever he was coming out of college just because I mean, everyone just talked about how good of an army he had, but he was at, at a small school, didn't do well against bigger colleges. And whenever he went to the Bills, I was upset about it because I didn't want to get Josh Allen. But, man, he proved me wrong. He is... I love that guy now. I was dumbest guy in the world for doubting him, but he had a lot of raw talent, and man, he's proved how good he is. And it's so nice seeing the Bills with a franchise quarterback. Oh yeah, and man, seeing Josh Allen like seeing Josh Allen on the sideline after the game, he just looked crushed. It made me tear up, man. I was so bummed out. But it was, I mean, it was a class act move by Mahomes. So, like as soon as the game ended, he immediately ran to Josh Allen and gave him a hug. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that, that was great. That was, yeah, that was a good move. But yeah, that's going to be a big rivalry for the next decade, I'm hoping. But I think, honestly, I have a bad feeling that it's going to be like the Patriots versus the Colts whenever it was Manning and Brady, except I'm a Bills fan, which would represent a Colts fan at the time, so I'd basically be a Peyton Manning fan, and Tom Brady always beat Peyton Manning most of the time. So I feel like Mahomes is going to win most of those battles like he has. I mean, they're, they've beaten us two out of the last three meetings, mm-hmm. and the one time we beat them was in the regular season, and the other two were in postseason. Right. But, you know, like I feel like it's going to be a big, big rivalry for years to come. And, I mean, I know like it was an episode or two ago we were talking about quarterbacks who – we grew up with that have retired and the only ones left like are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, looking at the future generation now, cause I mean, you got Mahomes and Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then you got like Burrow who's making a big run this year. Mm-hmm. Herbert who continues to do better. I mean, there's still improvements to be made on the chargers, but I mean, they could have easily slipped into the playoffs this year. You got them, you got all of them. And then I know, I know there's more that I, I just, I'm not thinking of right now, but man, it's just, there's the future's in good hands Mm -hmm. that's that's the best way i can put it yeah we're gonna start entering a new era of football and it's gonna be really interesting um seeing how these new people hold up in the future and i'm really curious how uh trevor lawrence is gonna do i know it's kind of like i I don't know i mean this is pretty common like people football players who who like you can look back and say they peaked in college, you know, so when they enter the NFL, they may not perform as well. And obviously, as you know, it's a completely different kind of competition there too. But um, obviously, like Josh Allen, like you were just saying, you know, you weren't too impressed with him with how he performed in college, but obviously he was able to prove himself and become much better than he was back then. Uh, And so I have, and you know, I I mean, I'm trying to think of action. I'm trying to think of like college players, college football players who were really good, but also held up their, competitive level in the NFL I can't really think on the top of my head uh, Marshawn Lynch maybe I think he because he was pretty good in college yeah, Marshawn Lynch was good college yeah he was but yeah, yeah are you talking about like a team that or someone that goes into 
the NFL just doesn't do as well? Or are you just talking about someone yeah, who goes yeah. to the NFL, doesn't do well, and goes to another team? Yeah, like, I mean, Marshawn Lynch overall did better than he did in college, like whenever he went to Seattle. Yeah. But whenever he's with the Bills, he, well, I'm he definitely to, shut the um, What's his name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a great example. You know, obviously he got, I think, too much attention in college. But, I mean, I can see why. I mean, he was a, definitely really outstanding. Uh, and he played for Clemson, which is a great team. But, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, now he doesn't play. He plays in, like, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I think that's, like, mm-hmm. another reason why maybe he doesn't look as good. Um, but like if you were to like put him to another team like let's say we'll we'll say the Browns you know Browns I think are kind of an average team but even though they can definitely be a lot better but if you were to replace him and and take away Baker Mayfield and put Trevor Lawrence on the Browns like would he be a better quarterback I I mean I couldn't tell you Um, but I just think it's interesting how you know uh, a lot of these like really outstanding uh, high talkative college players when they enter the NFL you don't really hear about them anymore and I like I try to do my best because like it's really hard for me to keep track of college football players uh, mostly because I don't really watch college football too much but um like oh gosh I told oh my god I was totally going somewhere with this and now I just completely lost it um but, <laughs> that's good but no, it really goes to show you how much like coaching is involved too like how yes. important coaching is when I with a lot of players like I mean the, like the way I look at Trevor Lawrence's rookie year I think it's dumb to really have people really doubting him. I mean, he definitely made some mistakes, but I mean, he was on a team with Urban Meyer, who was a joke of a coach who got fired before he was he was off the team before the season even ended. You know, just like the whole mm-hmm. season for the whole organization was as a disaster from the word go. And his running back uh, college teammate Trevor or Travis Etienne tore uh, tore his Achilles, I think, before the season started. So he wasn't he was out for the year. And then, like, now, and then uh, Byron Leftwich, I believe he just got hired as their head coach, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Bucks this year. And uh, he was, uh, he actually was a quarterback for the Jaguars whenever he was in the NFL. So he's a Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> legend. And then is, and now he's the head coach for Jacksonville. I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect Trevor Lawrence. Because I feel like he has a ton of potential, you know. I mean, obviously, I mean, he wouldn't have gone first overall if he didn't, if people didn't see potential in him. But I feel like he's going to have a much better second year. Yeah, he probably will. And I mean, I hope he does get better, you know. I mean, th- these are I mean, these are their careers, of course. So obviously, I mm-hmm. wish the best for all of them. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess, like, since we already talked about the different, um, the different uh, playoff games, uh, definitely a great football weekend. I was awesome watching all those games. And of course, it was great not having to, like, like watch the Seahawks play and potentially lose or something either but um you know uh but you know so yeah definitely a great week in football totally looking forward to the AFC and NFC championship but one thing I do want to talk about and I wish we could have had Max uh, talk about this with as well um is the overtime rules because with the Chiefs and uh, uh, Bill's game, you know, I, I kind of figured that game was going to go in overtime uh, once I left at, during halftime. But, um, you know, that if you look at that game, you can definitely tell both those teams are really offensive heavily driven like they uh, like you can just tell like like they use their I mean actually I don't even know for sure what they use for their budget on their team but like you can just tell that the offense is just significantly better than their own defense and so I and so like when it came to overtime whoever was going to get the ball first uh, during kickoff I mean it was just pretty obvious that you know whoever was going to win the toss is going to win the game uh, that's just kind of like mm-hmm. how I personally felt like that game was going and I'm sure a lot of other people may have felt the same way so i just want to ask you tristan i mean i'll go ahead and even read out the uh the overtime rules here um which is actually kind of a bit because the overtime rules in the nfl are different during the regular season and the postseason uh so i mean yeah 
is there anything? I mean, you probably have a good understanding how the overtime rules work. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, what's the difference? Is the only difference between the postseason and regular season one is like? Cause, I mean, obviously, a postseason game can't tie. Is that the mm-hmm. only difference? Because I mean, when it comes to um, the rules, like, I feel like they're the same. Let's see. What does it say like, here? I mean, Unlike regular season games, postseason games cannot end in a tie. So the overtime rules change yeah. slightly for the playoffs, and it has bullet points uh, for both uh, the different rules. So we'll start with the regular season and what this says is at the end of regulation, the referee will toss a coin to determine which team will possess the ball first mm-hmm. in overtime, yeah. which we all pretty much know that. Um, and then, of course, visiting team captain will call the toss. Uh, no more than one 10-minute period will follow a three-minute intermission. Each team must possess or have the opportunity to pass the ball, blah, 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 blah. So, Sudden death play. What's sudden death? Where the game ends on any score. Is whenever it's like, yeah, whoever, yeah, that's so that right. was the old rule. Oh, this is the old rule. So what the hell? Why Why is yeah, yeah, this the first so thing that basically, pops up then? So how it works in the NFL is obviously it's a t- I believe it's a 10-minute quarter. And if you score a touchdown on your first drive, the game is over. But if you don't score at all or you just kick a field goal, if you kick a field goal, the other team will get the ball once and have a chance to either match your score or score a touchdown. But if they go three an hour, they, they just, if it's a turnover on downs. They don't score at all. The game's over mm-hmm. if you kicked a field goal on your first drive. But... Uh, yeah, so if you, so, but basically whoever scores a touchdown wins the game. But if you keep kicking field goals, you can match each other. And if you can't match each other, then you lose. But when it's a college, which is the way that a lot of people like it more, each team has an opportunity to get, to get the ball and score. Mm-hmm. And they'll start on the 25 yard line. And if they score a touchdown, the first team does, and the other team has to match it. If they don't score a touchdown, game's over. Right. And I believe if they both score and then it turns from touchdowns to two-point conversion or whatever it is, you basically just have to match each other uh, score-wise. And if one person scores, the other person doesn't, game's over. And that's the way it should be. And, you know, Josh Allen answered, like, at the end of the press conference, he was really mature about it. He was saying the rules are the rules. And if I was on the winning side of this, if I was on the Chiefs side, then I would be celebrating. Mm-hmm. And which is exactly how it is. You know, it's a kind of thing where it's a good day to be a Chiefs fan. And I mean, uh, but, you know, both sides should definitely have a chance because they were both on fire. And even if they went score for score for score and then the Chiefs won, I'd feel a lot better about that. It's yeah. just, you know, the Chiefs got the ball and they didn't stand a chance. And then, you know, it was whoever had the ball in their hands last was going to win the game. It was one of those games. And those are the most fun games to watch because they're constantly back and forth. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it seems like nobody's happy about these OT rules except for the Chiefs <laughs> or Chiefs fans. I mean. But, um, but I mean, I, it, it really sucks. And I'm not just saying this as a salty Bills fan, but it's just it would have been a lot more fun to at least see them go. It's just the fact that we'll never know and we won't have that closure of, oh, what if the Bills got the ball one last time? but they never got that because the OT rules are done. Yeah, but, I, I, I will know. play devil's advocate a little bit here. Um, even though I do think the NFL overtime rules should change, uh, kind of similar to what you were just describing. But if we go back to look at the college overtime rules, I remember uh, just this last uh, college uh, football season, I remember watching a game of, I think it was Alabama, and I, God, I can't remember who the other team was, but I think one of the teams was Alabama, and it went to overtime, but each team kept scoring every time they got the ball, and it was just constant back and forth, and so it got into like fourth overtime or something. It was like, holy crap, like how long is this game going to go on? And 
so I felt like if we were to incorporate some of the NCAA overtime rules into NFL, like that Chiefs and Bills game, I think is a prime example. Like, like how many more overtimes would it go into? Like how many, like how many times would each team just keep scoring until like one of one of the teams just eventually just like get too tired to score again or something? Like that's how. Like I guess that's kind of that's like kind of the devil's advocate part that I, that kind of goes through my head. As uh, you know, if we were to change those rules to that in the NFL, like you know the Chiefs and Bills would just keep scoring back and forth. But like you said, you know if the Chiefs did end up winning, um, you would feel more comfortable with that loss just because you know the Bills were still able to hold their ground by scoring in overtime. Uh, so it is yeah. definitely understandable. But I, you know, it's it's definitely not an easy decision. Um, you know, there's probably there's a, obviously a good reason why they probably have these rules in the NFL. You know, they don't want these games to keep going on forever. Um, but also we have to look at defensive side of things. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of missed out on the last play, unfortunately, in that Bills game, because uh, the next time I looked up on the TV, the, the game was already over. But, um, you know, it also does kind of rely on defense. You know, the defense does have to hold their ground and I can't make stupid mistakes. Like, I don't actually know what the last I never even I bothered to look up what the last play of that game was. But if like, let's the say Bills and Chiefs game. Yeah, like I don't know who Travis scored the Kelsey touchdown. Scored. Who scored the touchdown at the end? Travis Kelsey. I kind of figured it was him, but I mean, yeah. Kelsey. So like, um, let's say he was wide open. Like there was nobody near him. Then, in my opinion, you would have to blame the Bills' defense. You have to like blame them for not communicating and like un- and having them understand like who was supposed to be on that guy when he scored that yeah, touchdown. If, if we if we want to if we want to find a time to blame the Bills' defense. It would be with 13 fucking seconds left in the fourth quarter, and they just have to stop Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that, from that's true. Going. That's but, true. I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, you're going against Pat Mahomes. If mm-hmm. any quarterback's going to drive down in that in just 13 seconds, it's him. And it was in less than 13 seconds because they had time to kick a field goal. But I mean, yeah, and there's that OT game uh, in college. It was uh, Illinois and Penn State. It was earlier this year, and Illinois beat Penn State 20 to 18, and it went into nine overtimes. Jesus, nine? <laughs> it was it was ten to ten going into regulation, and then Illinois beat him twenty to eighteen. Jeez, that's just crazy. Uh, scored a game-winning two-point conversion. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I mean, I will admit it is pretty entertaining watching some of those overtime games in college football. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, if if the game's going on a long time, especially in the playoffs, go for it. You know, give the people what they want to watch. I, I mean, I, like the ratings are going to go up like crazy. I wonder if, like in the NFL, the reason why they have these rules set in place to where like the first team that gets the ball, if they score a touchdown, the game's over. I wonder if it has something to do with like broadcasting. You know, like having up upcoming like show times after the game and stuff like that. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it because they're like so strict on like having them scheduled whereas college maybe they're a lot more lenient. Uh, that could have something to do with it. I mean, I don't really know the in-depth reason why they have these rules, but I, I think it would be better if they would change it up a little bit. And obviously, well, this is postseason we're talking about, so and it makes sense that nobody can end in a tie. Like, I totally get that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I mean, obviously we can talk about this forever. I, I mean, but like I just had to, kind of bring up the other perspective of why I don't think uh they should change it but the, I mean I don't know like I don't know it, it's 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 debatable you know I mean I'm I think the majority of people definitely think the NFL rules should uh the overtime rules anyway should be changed um and of course like NFL just has so many rules in general um mm-hmm. the, oh my goodness like you know it's kind of crazy like isn't there it seems like this season in particular they were a lot more strict on uh, like not taunting penalties, but like uh, like touchdown celebrations or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's funny because uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyreek Hill had he tossed the deuces whenever he scored his last touchdown. I'm pretty sure, and there's no flag for taunting on that. Yeah, and it seemed like all the all the uh, penalties were way over the top, especially in the preseason and at the beginning of the year. Anybody that did any sort of celebratory thing after a big play, there was mm-hmm. a flag thrown. I don't know. So I, I like watching their celebrations. They get cr- pretty creative, honestly. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, how do they think of that stuff? Um, but uh, like, especially when we were in high school, you know, obviously I never thought about doing touchdown celebrations since I was a fucking lineman. Like, I'm never going to get a touchdown in my life. So, um, but I mean, I mean, I don't know, Tristan, did you ever like do any type of touchdown like celebrations when, when every time you scored a touchdown? No, no, because I knew it was going to, there's going to be a flag. Yeah. They, they, I think in high school, they're pretty strict on that. Um, in practice, it's a lot more fun but i mean like yeah in practice was the one time you could do it but no not in games definitely not <laughs> right oh man I, I would have killed to like have a touchdown sometime in my life but that's never gonna happen um maybe tristan you and i should just like find a field to play on and, we'll, and, we'll, and you can help me score a touchdown i'll be like a, i'll just pretend i'm a tight end or something but <laughs> oh, absolutely but man i'm so excited to watch the bills and chiefs play each other for the next few years i think it's going to be such a fun rivalry i mean they already have like they've already played each other like the total scores on kansas city has scored three or 100 total points over the past three games they played and the bills have scored 98 total so it's been really close i mean it's just a almost an even game altogether, and it's just i'm really excited to watch them play for the next few years and they have a ton of film to watch off of each other mm-hmm. yeah what a great yeah, definitely they i'm glad they saved that game for the the end of the the week for um uh, for that for that football playoff uh, session and of course yeah now the NFC AFC championships are coming up uh, God, so we're so close to Super Bowl oh my gosh and it's gonna suck because after the Super Bowl Super Bowl we're gonna have to wait a long time for football season I know, it's a long time, um, and I love basketball you know like I, I love playing basketball more than I do watching it I you know I, I cannot get into the NBA for some reason I kind of I've been tiny kind of like like stepping my feet into the NBA a little bit, like, cause I've been hearing different things here and there and I'll kind of like do some research on certain players, but like I, the NBA, I think, you know, the biggest reason why I don't pay attention to the NBA is because Seattle does not have a team. And it really sucked no. when that got taken away from us. I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, I mean, we were pretty little when that happened. So like, if I was like a teenager, when the, the Sonics went away, I probably would have been like livid. I probably would have been super pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was our third grade year. Uh, it might've been fourth no yeah, it was in 2008 yeah i remember that happened that was a big bummer man i remember waking up in the mornings and watching the news when i was getting ready for school and i remember watching all the sonics highlights they always lost but it was still cool and uh, we got to see kevin durant his rookie year because he was drafted by the sonics mm-hmm. and you know it's funny i 2019 yeah i went to a mariners game with a couple of my friends and i didn't even like realize this but um apparently that was like I think the 20th anniversary that the Sonics won the NBA championship and um and so they had like it was a 50 year or I'm sorry 40 years 40 yeah yeah 40 years I'm like 20 years that doesn't make sense but yeah 40 years yeah and so they actually had like some of the Sonic players and like I think one of the coaches there like out on the baseball field um, and I didn't even know they were gonna like be there uh, when I went to that game so I was like holy crap this is so cool <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah I got I really wish I could get into the NBA, but it's just, ah, gosh, I'm just not as drawn to it. But like I said, you know, Seattle does not have a team. And of course, now that Seattle has a hockey team, and I'm like, really hockey? Like, I don't care about hockey. <laughs> a lot of people are excited about that. I remember some people that I, do, uh, that I run into at work that had season tickets, like, as soon as they came out. 
Oh, and really? I'm pretty, I mean, I, yeah, I, def I definitely want to go to them. I mean, they seem like a ton of fun, but for at least from what, I, what I've heard, and they renovated Key Arena, now it's Climate, climate Play Arena, and it looks really cool inside. The interior looks really cool. Did you... Like, uh, do you follow... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask if you had followed uh, college basketball at all. Um not really like i use honestly i don't really start paying attention until march madness comes up uh and that's yeah. mostly because oh. like i'm able to like i'm able to kind of do my research and understand I'm like okay th these teams are the ones who are outstanding these ones could be underdogs or like what do they call them they call it uh oh, what's the phrase they use no it's like it's like yeah what what's another name for like an underdog team uh is, a sleeper is it is this i feel like that's not the right word i whatever it doesn't matter yeah anyway like i kind of like want to see what teams become the underdog like last season um i really wanted osu oregon state university to go all the way mm -hmm. because uh, i am kind of a supporter of beavers and uh, the beavers and so uh, i was i was really excited to see that they were in the, uh, the end the the tournament and so they went they made pretty far too and i think they had was it oh no i think of a different team no i think it was uh, osu they they had two brothers and they just and and, and just coincidentally, like the brothers were like one of them was the same age as me, and the other was the same age as my brother. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and so I thought it was really cool uh, seeing OSU make it pretty far into it. And then of course Gonzaga, you know they're a Washington team. They've been good for a long time. But you know I think you know if you look back at that tournament, the, the competition that they were going up against was not nearly as competitive until like the second to last game uh, they were playing. And then when they got into like the final game into the championship lost round, they lost. Huh? badly i mean they got their butts whooped and it's like oh my god gonzaga what are you doing um yeah baylor's good yeah, baylor's really good it was yeah i was i've had a feeling baylor was gonna win that game yeah I, i'm the exact same way when it comes to college basketball i mean like what it, like college basketball and college like I, I wish i was more into it and i definitely watch it towards the end especially when it comes to march madness for basketball and college playoffs and all the bowl games for college or football but i mean like i, I follow the huskies and once they got uh oh my gosh what's his name uh the coach that they got from uh mike hopkins is that his name i believe basketball coach for the Huskies. they got him i think he's from syracuse and that was like a big deal at the time and they got into a tournament i think in 2019 yeah mike so, hopkins yeah something yeah it's 2019 i think they lost to oregon and that was a big bummer but yeah i mean like when it comes to college basketball and college football compared to the pros i feel like they definitely try harder and it's really fun watching like the underdogs those teams make a run especially in the uh, whenever in whenever march rolls around but yeah no i mean like, i wish i liked college basketball more and i, I think honestly it's just the fact that like watch i, I was watching it as a kid and i remember when the uh, huskies had a uh, terrence ross and a uh, tony roden together and uh and then the, the year before that was whenever they had isaiah thomas and he hit that beater in the pac-10 championship against mm. arizona yeah, that's one of the. Yeah, I remember Gus Johnson going cold, flooded. <laughs> that just gave me chills. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll always remember that. You know, it's funny when I looked up Mike Hopkins. The first um, thing that comes up is some article posted six days ago that says Washington Huskies men's basketball coach Mike Hopkins is in COVID nineteen protocol and will miss U Dub's meeting with Oregon State. The program announced Thursday afternoon. So he's he's he has COVID right now. Uh, well, that was six days uh -huh. ago. So maybe he's already out of it. But I might like, go to Oregon State. No, 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 no. Um, the meeting with Oregon State, like I think, uh, you know, they're gonna have a oh, game, okay. game Actual against meeting. them. I thought he was like a, like a, a business, like a 
meeting. No, <laughs> other people. no, no. <laughs> My uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, basketball. Uh, I always, I think I've always enjoyed playing basketball a little bit more than football. But to be fair, like. I've always played basketball since I was a little kid, whereas football, I didn't start playing until I was an eighth grader. And so really when I became an eighth, let's see, I'm trying to think of a time frame here. So I played football, high school football anyway, my eighth grade, ninth grade. And then I think when at 10th grade, like when I was a sophomore, uh, I think like that's when I started really getting into football because I kind of just did it because I was kind of like interested in it. I didn't really... I don't know. I really didn't know much about football, honestly, like until I started playing it. And then like, I just started to get into a lot more. Now, of course, now that I'm not playing football anymore, I pay a lot more close attention to the NFL. Uh, not nearly as close as you, Tristan, though, but I mean, um, but yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember in sixth grade when Dab King was our basketball coach and his dad was? Uh, well, like six. Yes, yes, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. And um, called the Spartan. Like our, our our jerseys were neon green. It was this ugly color, yeah. It was really yeah, bad. Was so bad. I, I remember I did this one post move. It was like it was, it's like not even that good of a post move either. But like, um, I mean, I was obviously terrible. I mean, I was not good at playing basketball no matter what. But but yeah, I remember that year. Uh, the one the most vivid memory I have was I think it was against hey, at home or gosh, I'll have to blur, blur, blur that out, but or censored yeah. it. Um, I, but uh yeah we, we were playing them at home and i got the ball kind of like up at the top of the uh kind of like top of the key or something and i remember i turn around and the defender's like facing me or whatever and then like i totally do like a pump fake and he like completely fell for it. i don't know how he fell for that i don't even think it was that good of a pump fake and i literally just like go i just loop around him and dribble and make a lay in and i just remember like everyone being so impressed like it was so surprising that i did that um but but and i was like and yeah i was like kind of impressed with myself too i'm like did i just really do that like for me like in that moment like i didn't even like really think about doing it i just did it and i'm just like oh wow it actually like worked um <laughs> i mean obviously like it's not even really that impressive of a move but back then for me it was kind of a big deal um and that was like probably my most vivid memory playing basketball in sixth grade yeah <laughs> um, decade ago good do you remember uh i think seventh grade because yeah you were there seventh grade right um yeah. when we played basketball um do you do you remember when uh dab king would like uh, chuck the ball across the court and nobody can catch it yeah um, <laughs> i was the only one that get, i could catch it because him and i always put catch with each other like like football but he always throw bucks to me but he always throw the ball really hard and he'd, he'd throw basketball just as hard and i'd have to catch it but even then i would flinch i mean yeah because he would throw it way too it was too hard you know um but yeah that was that was funny uh, but i honestly did we even win any games like our sixth or, or excuse me, not sixth grade, seventh grade year i don't even think we won any games no, we lost uh, we lost to our rival whose name was blurred out earlier uh we lost to them uh, by a point <laughs> yeah you ever like you had four you shot four free throws at the end of the game and you missed all four of them. yeah yeah you don't have to embarrass no it's okay it's a fine <laughs> uh, no yeah i obviously uh, was not good i mean i was just not good like honestly you know looking back then like 
I didn't really try to get better, if I'm being completely honest with you. To be fair, though, like, I didn't really get much – I didn't really get great advice from our coaches either. Like, our coach seventh grade year wasn't great, to be honest with you. Uh, and I feel like I never really had, like, a good mentor or a good coach to, like, train me to become a good post player until I got into high school. I started – actually, even in high school, I really didn't, like, have much better training. Like, really, like, the only reason why my senior year I looked a little bit better than the previous years is just because – like I knew my senior year was my last year and I wanted to try I wanted to go I wanted to go like 100% like every single practice and every single game and I think that's why I improved a lot more not because anybody was trying to coach me like I think there was my sophomore year there was somebody who tried helping me coach and I actually really do appreciate him because we would like kind of go into these groups where we're kind of like it's kind of like football where like the linemen will do their drills the receivers do their drills quarterback do their drills whatever um it was kind of like we kind of did something like that i think my sophomore year in basketball and i remember uh this one guy who was helping out coaching he, he would show me a lot of different post moves and i really wish what he showed me i wish someone would have taught me that stuff at an earlier age because i it, it really did help me i think in the long run and i definitely understood the post position a lot more than i did before um and like you know like i was just not capable of being like a wing maybe I could be a wing but like I wasn't that great of a dribbler I wasn't like nearly as fast as anybody else on the team or especially a uh what's it called um point guard I definitely could never be a point guard uh and so yeah the post position was just something that I knew that I was just going to stick with it also like even though I'm only 6'2 I was like one of the tallest people at our school which is kind of embarrassing if you think about because 6'2 really isn't that tall so of course I was always forced into the post position uh but yeah like it was is just uh, it's oh my goodness i just cannot tell you like how much i wish i would have tried better uh back when i was a kid but i just never had anybody to like motivate me to be better i don't know i just it was just yeah. kind of a shame a seventh grade year was the last year i played and i remember because i got sick towards the end of the year and i missed the last two games and one of those games we played our rival team again and they barely beat us and i like both people like both a couple of my friends were like dude if you were there you, you we would have won and like they said uh, they thought i was faking being sick and now that I look back, that was the last time I ever played basketball, and it kind of bums me out because the eighth, eighth grade year, I tore my ACL. Oh, and right. so I wasn't able to play with you guys doing JV. And then freshman year, I went to a different school, and you had to make the team, and I was not good at basketball by then. <laughs> I oh, did not make the team. Okay, that's another, That's actually another thing I wanted to bring up really quickly. You know, you, you just you just briefly mentioned how in eighth grade we could have uh, practiced, or I mean, could we have played on JV um, our eighth grade year for high school basketball? I like I can't I don't know like I heard something about how you we were allowed to practice with them but I don't know if we could participate in games and stuff like that but guess what nobody fucking told me that no one fucking yeah. told me I could have practiced with the high schoolers as an eighth grader uh, for basketball and and I remember like uh, I and I think by the time someone told me it was kind of already too late and I'm just kind of like what like how come nobody like like just no like, to me it just kind of felt like nobody gave a shit like nobody fucking wanted me like to get better and it's just and i think that's kind of one of the reasons why i never like tried getting better is because i just felt like nobody really cared enough for me to like put put in more effort and so when i heard like about eighth graders who could practice on the ba uh, basketball team and you know you know obviously get, just train and get better it kind of bummed me out because i was like really i could have practiced with them this whole time um but oh well i mean obviously it's all in the past you know it doesn't really bother me too much I mean, uh, sports is, you know, I think was a huge deal for both of us growing up. Um, 
I mean, I, I mean, you probably played. Um, you did. Uh, what's it called? Like little league football or whatever. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I did football since I was eight. I mean, I did basketball since I was like seven. I quit doing basketball after seventh. Seventh grade was the last year I played. And after that, I just, I just, I mean, I, then again, I didn't do much coaching. I didn't really make, get put in any effort to get better at it. So after that, I just was never good at basketball after that. Yeah. And, but, like, football was the one sport I really cared about. And that was the one, like, I, I watched, like, every game, like, college and NFL, and I was just obsessed with it. Yeah, I, I wish I would have played football back in, like, Little League, when, like, when, like, like you said, when you were, like, eight years old or something. I wish I could have done something like that, uh, but I never, I don't know, like, I remember, I actually find it, find it kind of funny, because, like, back in elementary school, I remember uh, going to, like, one of your guys' practice, and I remember watching from, like, outside the fence, like, what you guys are doing, and I just remember just feeling intimidated, and I just never, didn't feel interested in playing football, and so, like, obviously, I, I didn't try out until I was an eighth grader, until for a high school team and i really wish i would have uh just played i wish i would have had the guts as a kid to play when i was a kid uh but mm -hmm. you know I, I i don't know I, I do definitely look back and regret on so now of course like whenever i have kids i'm gonna be that one parent who's gonna force my kids to play sports <laughs> yeah i'm definitely not gonna force my i'm definitely gonna give them up like that's the thing like my parents like my parents didn't necessarily force me but like my dad became the coach for Kiwi, so he was the coach my first two years of football and I wanted to play, and like my fr my first year, I was so bad. Dude. I remember Carter and I were both on the team together, and both him, both him and I didn't have a single tackle. I was just I was scared. I was always playing scared. And then my second year, and I made a couple tackles, and I definitely improved, but I still wasn't good. And then I didn't play again until I was 12, and I had I was getting at least a couple tackles every game. Then I started to get more comfortable. And then once high school rolled around, I was a lot more confident, and I felt a lot better about myself. But like my first couple of years, yeah, I just sucked. And after that, I did I, I didn't like sports for a little bit. But I just kept practicing, and I, I I was never like super good. But I definitely like improved after each year because I wanted to improve. Yeah, Not just football, but any sport I actually like put effort into. Yeah, I really wish I had that mindset as a kid. And actually, now that I just think about it, I think I did have a like I think I did have some people. Um, not they didn't criticize me, but back then I took it as criticism. They were definitely. Um, giving me feedback on like how I can improve like whether that's like how I shoot or just how I play as a post position and this these are just people who would just watch me in the stance and stuff like that but every time I would sometimes hear this feedback I would always take it as criticism and I get pissed off and I I just never really listen to them and I really wish I would have listened more as a kid and oh my gosh it really but it does bother me a little bit but still at the same time especially when I entered middle school and high school I felt like I didn't have a, I didn't have any coaches that to, to help me focus to get better um, and I really wish that was the case uh, even though you know obviously like I already said you know once I became a senior you know I eventually like started busting my butt a lot more just because it was like my last year but you know um you know of course you know i think i i think I, I know i'm not the only one out there i know there's a lot of other people like me out there who wish they would have tried a little bit harder at sports when they're in high school because of course once it's you like you don't really realize it's over until it's actually over um and you're not gonna be able to go back and have that experience again um and i remember like you know i think i was talking to like one of our uh classmates like a couple years after we already graduated high school but they asked me uh like uh, what my favorite part of high school was and i said sports like i did not give a shit about anything else about high school except for sports uh, even though i didn't try as hard as i could have but it was the one thing that i felt like really uh, kept me up every day and it, i felt like it was something that was really consistent every single year and it was just something that i i really did look forward to even though i wasn't that greatest player and i would definitely say that was my uh biggest highlight even though of course we didn't have like a great team or anything like we never it's not like we entered 
playoffs like every single year or something but um you know like but it was like that was definitely a huge motivating factor for me to just wake up every day was to actually go ahead and go to practice and actually go to games because it was entertaining to me like i enjoyed it yeah and that was the cool thing about being in a small town too is like whenever it came to sports like even though the teams were small and if a couple of people got injured we'd have to forfeit like it came down to that and oh, i was yeah. always kind of nervous but i mean that never really happened that never happened at least in my experience playing games there but yeah but that was always like up for that was always in the conversation like if a couple of people get hurt we'll have to forfeit but i never saw see it actually happen but the cool thing is, is like being in a small town the teams were smaller so we were all pretty close with each other like i can think mm-hmm. of like at least one memory with each person on our team yeah, and for those of you who uh, who are listening to this and don't actually know us personally, you know, our school, like when it came to trying out for a sport, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to get cut. Like we just, we just, there's not enough people that go to our school who like, like first, yeah, there's first of all, there's not a lot of people who go to our school. Period. That then you take this like a, the quarter of those students. Hell, maybe even like half the students played sports in our school actually. But yeah. um, even time. then, like you know, there there was a, there wasn't any room to cut people. We were always looking to have more people join our team. If yeah, anything, that just helps us out team. even more. Um, and of course, you know, one thing that really sucked about playing football, especially like I would say our last couple of years uh, in high school, was that. There was not enough people play, uh, turning out to where we had to turn not only to like a JV team, but we also had to become an eight-man team. And during practice, when we would run like offensive drills or whatever, there wasn't anybody else on the other side of the line to go up against. And that no. sucked. But when I first turned out uh, for football my eighth grade year, probably from my eighth grade to sophomore year, we definitely did have both people on both sides of the line to turn out for. But after that, our junior, senior year, yeah, there was like nobody turned out for football. I just started to go downhill like I don't, and it's kind of weird how that happened and and I fully admit actually myself that I originally quit playing football my junior year I was not going to turn out and then uh, I, just, I just remember like I was mowing the lawn one day and then like I, like halfway through I was I like took a break and looked at my phone and my brother texted me because you know he played on the team and he was saying something about how like if you want to play again, uh, you would have to show up to practice today and go to every single practice if you want to play in the first game. And for some reason, that text message really motivated me and like kind of like just I just realized to myself, I'm like, OK, you know what? I really do miss playing football. So I literally like I just left a lawnmower there and I like started grabbing like my old cleats or whatever. My dad asked me, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to football practice, <laughs> even though it's already okay. starting. It was, there was like 30 minutes of practice left or whatever. I'm like, I didn't care. I'm going. I'm I, I'm. I actually do miss playing football, so that's when I came back and started playing again. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. That was junior. Yeah, because I don't um, did. I'm trying to think because I think we started pretty late in the summer because remember that whole deal with our coach leaving. We didn't know who's going to be our coach. I think it got delayed a little bit. I could be wrong about that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think p- part of the reason why I wasn't going to play football is because I had a couple friends um, that kind of talked me out of it. And I kind of thought to myself, like, well, you know, I don't really hang out with them that much like during this time of the year anyway, so I just won't play football or whatever. But then I started to slowly realize that those two friends who were kind of telling me not to 
to play football. Um, I wasn't really going to be hanging out with them anyway. And I just kind of realized I'm like, why am I listening to them? Like, clearly I do miss playing football. And I, as soon as I came back to that practice, I'm like, okay, I'm really glad I made this decision. I'm, I'm sticking with football. <laughs> I remember bugging you to play. I remember like commenting on your Instagram <laughs> Yes. Comment, comment 47 until Spartacus plays football. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that actually. That was on like your old Instagram account too. And yeah, then you end up making a new one and now you don't have an Instagram. I can't find my Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those posts are actually, are, I think I archived them so you can't even go back and look at them anymore. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, you know, I, I wasn't a great athlete in high school, but you know, either way, I still enjoyed playing it. Yeah, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing, yeah. Definitely memories you'll never forget. Oh, yeah. And if you're somebody who's like maybe in high school or you're about to get into school or I don't know if you're still in like, yeah, if you're still in school right now, uh, if if you want to try out for a sport, but you don't think you'll make the team, just fucking do it. Honestly, like literally like Nike's like slogan, just do it. Like seriously, like you have nothing to yeah. lose. Um, and you maybe if you don't enjoy it, then that's fine. Uh, you don't have to yeah, keep exactly. doing it. Yeah, and if you want to play football, especially in a small town, you know, chances are there'll be a lot more open arms. Mm -hmm. You know, join in. You'll get to learn the basics of it. If you don't know anything, just go in. Just have fun with everybody. You know, study your opponent. Watch all the film you can. Watch all the tapes you got of all the opposing players. And you can get all those tapes at our local sponsor, uh, Darrington's uh, Home Video with Chad. You oh, can go yeah. in there and get any sort of ch uh, tape and video you want to get and use promo code LANDING to get 15% off your first order. And you can use those. Study all the game film you can find. My personal favorite game film is Titanic. And after watching that, I knew that the Titanic sank, and I wouldn't have known that if I didn't watch the movie. So, big <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, today's sponsor is uh, Home Video Store in Darrington with Chad. Some sort of name like that. Video Store, Chad. You get it. Use promo code LANDING, 15% off any tape you want. There you go. Yeah, just uh, make sure you tell Chad to just bring our names up with Chad. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I know them. Like, hey, Chad's an amazing guy. You'll definitely love him to death. He's, like, one of the best people nice from our hometown for sure. Really is. I love that guy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, yeah, we're, you know, we actually, this is, I bet, I think this is probably one of been, like, one of the best conversations we have had in this podcast, honestly. Like, you know, especially when it comes to sports talk. <laughs> yeah um and also tristan i don't know if you realize this but uh i don't know who was making all that noise in the background but it's been going on for like the longest time <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry it's that. okay it's i hope the listeners uh apologize I, I mean i mean it's no big deal for me um but um yeah where, where do you actually didn't you say you're, are you in like your living room when you record this or something yeah my situation is a little condensed but we'll build a studio and we'll be back tomorrow. oh yeah we'll, we'll have a studio guy <laughs> um i'm trying to think of like other topics so that we can just briefly say here because yeah there's 50 oh my god 57 minutes um i know the other thing we we're going to talk about was uh kind of more video game related like other games we're looking forward to play uh games that maybe you and i want to play together um so yeah i mean i know you're you're playing the dead space series right now so how's that going it's a ton of fun dude i really like it i think i'm in chapter 12 in dead space 2 mm. i'm really liking it you know it's a the kind of thing like figuring out how to use the kinesis or kinesis i don't i think it's kinesis i'm like a big age or big egg right now but like use, using that uh and because i mean you use that to move things move different items in the game but you can use that to also you can use it to like uh 
stop enemies and have them go in slow motion and have an extra chance, have a chance to shoot them or a better opportunity to shoot them and get their limbs off. That's the thing. Like a lot of some of the aliens move really fast. And that's the thing I noticed with Dead Space 2 compared to Dead Space 1. It felt a lot smoother. And it's not the game difference. Like Dead Space 1 was in 2008 and Dead Space 2 is in 2010, I believe. Hmm. And it, it just, it feels like an improvement graphics wise. And just that, you know, it, you, the, the buttons were definitely like the button layout was definitely different in the first one compared to the second one. You have to press different buttons in order to heal and do all the other stuff. I mean, it was definitely an adjustment, but uh, it was an adjustment well made. It definitely became more convenient, especially like upload, uh, reloading your, your steps. Is it stasis pack? That's the thing that uh, controls all the, um, like your kinesis, because you have to use like ability in order to use that. You can't use it as much as you want. And in order to refill the, uh, in order to refill it, you need a uh, static pack or stasis pack or something like that. I don't know. I've, I haven't put a, I've, I, like I said, I beat the first one. I'm halfway through the second one. I'm definitely not an expert on it, but I'm just kind of getting the ins and outs. The pulse rifle is definitely my favorite one. It's not that good of a rifle when you first get it, but once you put a bunch of, uh, once you continue to upgrade it and, ends up getting really good but yeah no i really like those games i i think we should definitely look into the dead space games or even like the fallout games you know there's Mm. definitely yeah yeah, getting up getting power nodes those are what you use to upgrade your guns and your armor and all that stuff you can find benches throughout the game and you can use those power nodes that you can get on the wall or you can buy them for like nine or ten thousand points but yeah, and you use those to upgrade your weapons. But you yeah, know, it's a fun game. I really like it. You know, and considering like the the main reason I got into Dead Space was because I remember I think it was Glenn Schofield. He was one of the people who made Dead Space. He was one of the head directors of World War II Zombies. And I remember mm-hmm. how excited I was for that. I thought it was going to be in third person, like Dead Space was. Oh, that would have been so cool if they did that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> they should definitely have like some sort of like third person mode in Call of Duty. I think that'd be sick. I mean, I know we kind of have it with. Warzone when it comes to driving vehicles and when you're like parachuting from the sky you can like hold that one like bumper or whatever to kind of go in third person um blackout i think was also kind of in third person when you uh i don't know if it was driving vehicles was in third person i can't remember but i know when you dropped in like it was automatically in third person um but the games that i've been playing recently is actually the halo series so i went through the halo combat evolved game i finished that i just finished halo reach and then i just started playing halo 2 which has been really good so far and halo 2 and 3 i heard are the best halo campaigns and so so far halo 2 has been really good um and i actually am doing sort of like a walkthrough playthrough type series here on my channel so if you guys haven't watched those videos then make sure you watch them because nobody is watching them (laughs) no literally nobody's (laughs) watching them and i really do appreciate if you guys would because i kind of put in a little bit more i'm going to say a little bit more i'd say i put in a lot more effort when it comes to editing them because i have to like cut up like an hour-long footage until like fit like maybe like 10 to 15 minutes or something whatever i try and make it out to be um but yeah though the halo series uh doing the walkthrough on my channel it's actually been really difficult to stay entertaining doing live commentaries it's kind of the reasons why i don't really do them because it's pretty difficult to make that kind of content uh but i am stepping my feet in the door with that doing kind of playthroughs with the halo series so definitely check it out halo 2 has definitely been a great campaign halo combat evolved that game came out in 2001 and i know i'm playing it on the master chief collection and i know it's the anniversary edition i was playing but real for the most part that game thinking that game came back and came back out in 2001 is so impressive because of the different types of mechanics and just gameplay elements that were just not introduced in the gaming world back then i mean halo literally set the standard for video games back then and there's a reason why it was so huge during its 
time like especially when like halo 2 and 3 came out and they introduced the forge mode i think forge mode came out with halo 3 i could be wrong about that but um that was also a huge deal at the time for gaming and i i kind of like now that i'm finally starting to play halo for the first time i'm realizing wow there's a reason why these games were so popular back then and i'm definitely noticing it now now of course obviously if you compare them to like modern day games you know it's not really like that impressive but you know just you have to really remember when these games came out and i honestly and story-wise incredible like i'm i actually was just seeing a commercial on tv earlier today while i was on the treadmill and they're coming out with the halo series on paramount plus and i think that would be so sick to actually watch and see how they handle it because the halo lore and the story that they created with each game is quite interesting and so i think they can definitely do a good job with this new series that's going to come out so i don't have paramount plus so i'll have to like probably figure out a way to like get access to it and watch it i hope it's going to be yeah, a good I got series it. You can use my account fuck yes let's go <laughs> uh, and if you guys want to watch the halo series uh tristan will go ahead and give you your his, his account yep. and password to all of you no i'm kidding <laughs> all right my email is no i'm kidding yeah, yeah my social security thing. number no <laughs> but uh, so ahead of it's time oh yeah 100 i know um when bungie left you know things kind of went downhill with 343 industries creating halo 4 and halo 5 uh but i guess i'll i guess i'll have to like play those games and see how they turn out but halo oh, infinite yeah. obviously has turned out really well in my opinion i know there's a lot of uh controversy around it when it comes to hackers and ranked mode which is definitely a big issue but also i know some people complain about the how there's like not really a progression system in the game the only actual progression system is the battle pass they introduced um which is definitely good it's not bad and i do wish they had like some sort of combat record and like some sort of area where they have your stats like your kill death ratio and stuff like that i think that would have been really cool but um obviously yeah there's definitely some things they can add to halo infinite i think to make it a lot better but in my opinion halo infinite is one of the most complete games i have played in years and keep in mind i'm somebody who mostly just strictly plays call of duty so i don't really go out and play other games too often hence why i'm kind of playing the halo series i'm trying to like expand my horizons now i feel like i missed a lot of great games over the years since i started getting into call of duty and so uh, halo infinite you know uh, comparing it to especially the call of duty series definitely the most complete game i've played in years and i know the game got delayed like more than a year <laughs> But, you know, it was worth it, in my opinion. I think yeah, they did a absolutely. solid job. And, yeah, I, I, and I know I just got done saying they could definitely add more features to make it a little bit more engaging, like different types of progressions, like an actual ranking system rather than just the battle pass progression um, and be able to show off your rank and stuff like that. But I guess that's why there's also ranked mode, too. But anyway, you get my point. So Halo Infinite, a solid game. I The gameplay is like so great i love the weapons they have in halo infinite's multiplayer i have not played the campaign yet obviously because i'm starting from the very beginning with the halo series uh, either way halo amazing series and i cannot wait to actually get through halo 2 see how that ends and then head on to halo 3 yeah are you into the fallout games at all i've only played hey uh fallout 4 and i never finished it because people spoiled the ending for me so <laughs> uh. I was going to say we should start Fallout 4 from the beginning. Oh, we should. I, I, I should still have the game. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I still have the game. I just have not played it in you, years. You know, you were talking about Bungie earlier. You can get into Destiny. Destiny 2. I Yeah, I played Destin, the first Destiny a lot. Uh, Destiny 2, I think I have downloaded, but I don't think I've played it yet. I've only done, I've only played the beta. And I remember playing the beta, like playing the Crucible, which is like the multiplayer version of Destiny. And I just remember being like, wow, this is 
exactly like the first game. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't yeah. feel like it was too different. And I just remember at the time when Destiny Two came out, everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's not it's it's so much better than the first game." They did so many different things differently, and I'm just like, "No, they didn't. It's literally the same game." <laughs> but yeah. it's not that it's bad though. I think it's definitely fun. Um, it is you know it is a very unique game in itself because it's an MMO, but it's like a first person shooter MMO, and I think that's what makes it super unique uh, compared to like other MMOs out there. Um, but yeah, either way, uh, Destiny, yeah, maybe I will get into Destiny. I mean, I'll, I'll have to see about that. Yeah, Destiny 2, I downloaded it in like 2019, didn't even play it, uninstalled it. And then a couple weeks ago, I was at a friend's house and he was telling me they needed a sixth person for their raid. So I reinstalled the game, went on the raid with them. I had to do like the first like campaign, probably like the beginning of the game. And then after that, I went on the raid with them and basically just had to stay alive. And then after that, uh, I got rewarded like the best bow in the game. Oh my! I can't oh even yeah. The name, but it was like super. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't know anything about Destiny. You know, I, I just got the game. I just started playing it a couple weeks ago, but it's been really fun. You know, when it comes to games that are like open world and there's like a million different quests, you know, I definitely have I have a bad time getting lost. I've just been doing bounties and just little side quests here and there, just at least trying to level up. And, improve yeah. more and just figuring out the dynamics of the game yeah um yeah and that's actually that's one of the aspects of destiny i really like i'm kind of like one of those people who likes to do boss fight types of things like you know i just got through the halo 2 campaign where uh, oh my god what's the frick his name you're, you're playing as the uh Oh my gosh, I can't remember their names. It's, it's the mission where you're, you play as the Covenant character. I forgot the name they gave him uh, when he wears that armor. But uh, basically you have to go up against this other Covenant guy they want you to take out. And that was kind of like the... I think that was like the first... I guess, quote unquote, boss fight they kind of introduced into the Halo campaign uh, based from playing Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Reach, and then going on to Halo 2. I noticed that it kind of felt like a boss fight sort of scene. It wasn't really that like advanced boss fights, but Halo 2, I mean, Halo, that's Destiny, um, definitely has like a lot of different types of boss fights. And I like how unique each enemy is. And I, and I love games that have different types of boss fights, hence why I really enjoyed the, some of the different types of Easter eggs that were in Call of Duty Zombies. Like, for example, in Gorod Krovi, the boss fight where you have to take out a dragon and then you have to take out Nikolai who's in this robot. Like that is like one of the coolest boss fights I have ever played in video game history. And it's one of the hardest too, for sure. Um, and so boss fights in general in video games are just, I'm just a huge sucker for them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, always fun. But that is pretty much going to conclude this week's episode on the landing podcast i really do appreciate all of you uh listening in on this uh, if you're listening listening from spotify thank you so much you know i'm trying to like advertise it more onto there if you're listening on youtube awesome as well if you're somebody who happened to like just find this podcast over on spotify and you're not subscribed to my youtube channel definitely make sure to check it out it is the spartacus 200 i try to upload videos every day obviously they're going to be video game related especially uh, specifically towards Call of Duty. Um, make sure you guys go ahead and check them out. You got any uh, other last words, Tristan? Mm -mm. That was a good episode. Yeah, I think this was a great conversation. And uh, thank, shout out to Max, you know, for last second. It was literally a last second decision having him on here uh, on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, we can get some of the other uh, past guests on here again. And of course, get some new faces as well uh, that you guys can listen to. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys so much for coming out on this week's episode. And we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Shout out, Max.